0: Let's start it up, guys. What's going on? Welcome in here, uh, Rover Sports here on a Rover Sports here on a Tuesday. Sometimes hard to get the the names and the and the dates right uh, during this time here, but uh, really excited to to be presenting this podcast, to be having the podcast. Uh, it's great to it's great to speak to all the listeners out there, and uh, we are rolling here on a Tuesday and. For this episode, for this podcast, what I wanted to do, I wanted to highlight the Cincinnati Bengals, and I wanted to highlight everything about their team, everything that I think about their team, and talk about them going forward as kind of a project. And I want to do it, and I want to see exactly, I want to see exactly how far the Bengals can go this year, what their future is like, how much cap space that they have. We're going to go up and down the roster. And tomorrow, I am going to have one of my esteemed guests on the show, Jet Central. Uh, We're going to film a video version of our conversation. We are also going to film or we're also going to record uh, one right here for this podcast that you can find on Rover Sports Podcast. Um, I'm excited to really get his thoughts on Cincinnati and his thoughts on everything that is going on with the Bengals. So without any further ado, and also each day, uh, I also... Uh, was able to look at prospects. So yesterday, I was able to look at some of the running backs in the 2020 class. I was able to look at four guys, four running backs, and I'm going to do about four running backs a day, maybe five wide receivers a day. So I'm going to be doing that along with doing this podcast. So we're looking at the Cincinnati Bengals right now. So, the Bengals, if we were to go onto the R Lads page and we look at Cincinnati, Cincinnati, they franchise AJ Green, John Ross, and let's go on Spock Track as well, look up Cincinnati's contracts, how many spaces do they have left on the deal, all of that, and, and more. So, Cincinnati, Andy Dalton makes about $17 million. But I believe that they're going to look to cut Andy Dalton. So I believe that that deal, that they are looking to maybe, to maybe cut Andy, uh, if, I, if I really were to guess uh, what, what is going to transpire there with Dalton. They also have Geno Atkins. And Geno's a guy that is a, uh, he's a very good player. He's making about $11 million. Um, uh, and, and this is just for 2020. So if I were to look at Gino's contract coming up into the future, Gino's 31 years old and he still has a pretty good deal, 11 million, $12 million. And that gets him to 2023. Trey Waynes was signed. Trey is going to be making in, in total. I'm sorry. Gino's actually making 14 million. Dre Kirkpatrick, they possibly could move him with the Trey Wayne signing. Um, you also have William Jackson. Uh, that's going to be making about $9 million. So William Jackson, I think he was a Bengal for most uh, of his entire career. And he was William Jackson at the cornerback position. So Cincinnati, I look at their defense, and I actually think their defense is pretty good. You have D.J. Reader. Geno Atkins, Sam Hubbard. These are good guys to rush the passer. And then you have Carl Lawson. So you do have a little bit of depth there um, in terms of your defensive line. Uh, Hubbard needs to be a star. Carlos Dunlap. But you, you could add a pass rusher, certainly. I would say that I would rank this about like maybe a C. In terms of this unit, maybe a C-plus or a B-minus in terms of their defensive line core. The linebackers are very thin. You have Jordan Evans and Jermaine Pratt as your linebackers. You don't have one good linebacker on this defense. Then you look at the safety position. You have Sean Williams. You lost Iloka to the Cowboys, but you have Jesse Bates. And Jesse Bates out of Wake Forest, big-time player. Uh, guy with a lot of range, brings some aggression. I just like the way that Jesse Bates plays. And when, when you turn on the Bengals, you see Jesse Bates making plays. In terms of the cornerback position, if, if, if you were to trade Kirkpatrick uh, and get that money off the books, Mackenzie Alexander is also – Uh, a corner that I want to see if he can shine and um, they're probably going to put Waynes out there but I would love to see Alexander in a big time role covering the outside receivers because I think that Alexander is a very very good cornerback and he just needs to be unleashed he kind of has that Shaquille Barrett potential that was one of the best signings of the entire free agency class was the Bengals signing Mackenzie Alexander it was one of the best signings of the class also Trey Waynes a decent corner he's not the fastest though and he'll hold I think he actually is overrated um, from playing in, in Minnesota but however the DJ Reader signing from Houston that's a very good interior piece combined with Lawson, Geno Atkins, Sam Hubbard that's looking like a B to like a B plus uh, defensive line unit uh, the, line, the, the, the Bengals definitely need a really good linebacker. If Kenneth Murray slips outside of the first round or even Patrick Queen, the Bengals in the second round have a great option to maybe go ahead, and I would love for the Bengals to get a linebacker on this defense, a Kenneth Murray, uh, somebody that can really contribute on defense. Their defensive coordinator is Lou Anarumu. And Anurumu last year, Lou, um, kinda of, kind of struggled um in 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 uh in parts last year. He really did, uh, Lou. And uh we look at uh his his bio and uh Lou's a very young uh defensive coordinator. Uh he was with the Giants actually in twenty eighteen. Miami Dolphins. He was the interim defensive coordinator. He's going to have to be a really good coordinator for Zach Taylor. So, in terms of the Bengals, in terms of their team and in defense, I think that the secondary could be fine. I think that the linebackers, you know, you you add some linebackers or some pass rushers with that second round pick. You get Joe Burrow, and I'm thinking this team could be good. And then, in terms of In terms of wide receivers, you have Tyler Boyd, who's a very good player, John Brown, or John Ross, excuse me. You also have Alden Tate. I think he's out of Auburn, if I'm not mistaken, Tate. Uh, He's Florida State. And then you have A.J. Green. Tackles, Jonah Williams out for the entire year last year. Billy Price is a kid that they drafted up really high. It says that Trey Hopkins is starting over him. The right guard is Seafouli, but Billy Price is actually playing guard for this team. So you put Billy Price on this line with Jonah Williams. Bobby Hart, not a good tackle. So this team still needs a tackle. If there was a very good tackle available in the second round at pick one, that would be a really, really good place to go. They also have DeMarcus Lodge out of Ole Miss, who is a really talented kid who played alongside A.J. Brown and and DeKalen Medcalf, D.K. Medcalf. Um, so I think that DeMarcus is a guy that can really come to the forefront uh, with the wide receiver group. In terms of then their backs, they have Gio Bernard. I think Bernard is getting old. I would look to maybe cut him. Uh, Their quarterbacks, they're going to have Joe Burrow there. In terms of a tight end, Tyler Eifert, I think, is maybe going to New England. So they don't really have a lot of great options at the tight end position. I want the Bengals to go out there, and they really should have signed Chase Daniel. It would have been a very, very smart signing so that Joe Burrow had a very like like a veteran in that quarterback room. Because right now you don't have any veterans in the cornerback room in the quarterback room. Drew Sample, I think he uh, I heard of him. He was at Washington, so they're hoping he was a second round pick last year. They're hoping that he can really come and deliver in the passing game. Because with Thaddeus Moss at LSU, um, maybe the, the Bengals can even go for that kid out of Dayton, who's a very good player. That round two, it is a deep, it, it's a deep class. Uh, you might want to add a Denzel Mims, who could study, oh, you know, A.J. Green. Tyler Johnson is another weapon that you can get for Joe Burrow. And I think Joe Burrow is actually going to be a very, very good quarterback. For the Cincinnati Bengals guy has really good footwork guy gets the ball out of his hands quickly he's accurate and the guy also throws with anticipation he is very competitive personality is all straight A's across the board even though he didn't have success playing at LSU in his third year he's kind of had to make it the hard way so the guy clearly knows what it's like to not have expectations Uh, He knows what it's like to be down and be forgotten and be the underdog. So he's always going to play with that chip. uh, And that chip is something that you look for. So when you get Joe Burrow, this offensive line with Price, Jonah Williams is a big if. Um, They need to, to address the tackle position. I'm looking here at a 16 game schedule. And in the AFC North, I'm looking for the Bengals with this roster. I think Cincinnati, at best, could maybe be seven wins. I think that last year they maybe won one game. But at best, at best, I think that uh, at best, at best, this this team might be a seven-win team. And And that's all you really need. That's all you really need right now is to try to get to maybe seven wins. Uh, let's look at the positional spending. I want to know how much cap space the, the Bengals have left. So if we're going to look at NFL teams, uh, team salary caps. The team that right now has the most cap space is actually the Cleveland Browns. They have $48 million of cap space. So they really could sign a Jadavion Clowney. The Bengals, in terms of cap space, the Bengals only have about $20 million left in cap space. And by the way, you're going to be drafting high and paying those positions out. So there's not a whole lot of money left in cap space for Cincinnati. But the Jets, the Jets can afford to pay somebody about $18 million, maybe even more, a $22 million. They can, they, can, they can really splurge. The Texans actually have a lot of cap space. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles they are top six in cap space. Pretty amazing, even with Carson Wentz as their starting quarterback. They lose Malcolm Jenkins. Buffalo Bills still top 10 in space. The Cowboys, $23 million in space, but that's going to get taken up by Dak Prescott. Tampa Bay still has some room in space. Denver, a lot of these teams have rookie quarterbacks, and Miami still has $34 million in cap space. So, Still pretty unbelievable. The Chiefs have about last, even with uh, Patrick Mahomes. Chicago dead last on this list. Minnesota not with a lot of flexibility. The Rams are really tied. They're below the league average. So the Bengals are at 16, so they don't really have a lot of cap space left. Brashad Perriman would be a really good move for Cincinnati, though. Say that you pay Brashad $6 million for a year's salary, um, and then he can eventually replace A.J. Green. I think Paramin, he already has played in the AFC North. The Bengals are very familiar with Paraman. He's hurt them before. I think that that would be a pretty interesting signing. Uh, the Bengals also could have tried to sign Jason Witten. Instead, Witten gets lured in by the Las Vegas Raiders. The, uh, the defense, they decided to go with DJ Reader, paid him a bunch of money. They didn't want to get like a, a linebacker, which if they got a guy like Corey Littleton, even a Blake Martinez, it could have made their linebacking core more respectable. Um, and their general manager here is Duke Tobin, I believe. Duke Tobin and the Brown family owns this team. So they actually are spending money because they spent money on Alexander. They spent money on D.J. Reader, They spent money on Trey Waynes. Uh, they're keeping A.J. Green, which is a lot of salary. Uh, but once Dalton leaves, maybe you can get some of his salary off of your book. So that's something that to consider um, if you are a Cincinnati but if, if you have next year, you have a, a, a Joe Mixon. And Joe Mixon, by the way, I don't think he's that young as a running back. Joe Mixon is 23, so he's probably got about three years left, and he's had injury problems. Joe Mixon behind Billy Price, um, you, you don't really have a good center. I've never really heard of Trey Hopkins before. Jonah Williams is going to have to be a good tackle. I think that you should boost up this offensive line. I think in this draft, it, towards the back half of the draft, you can maybe get a good running back. Uh, maybe that is left. Like uh, imagine DeAndre Swift with a uh, with a Joe Mixon, and we're going to be talking a lot about this tomorrow. Uh, but I look at the weaknesses of this team. Uh, you don't have a tackle other than Jonah Williams. Your interior lineman, so the offensive line is is a weakness of this team. Just just off of the jump, from what I'm seeing, the team also is lacking in terms of a um, in terms of a uh, the linebackers are, are pitiful on this team. Not very good edge rushing and linebackers, not a lot of pop on this defense. Um, in terms of the corners, it, you addressed it a little bit. I would like to get another safety in there other than Sean Williams. Sean is a little bit older, but maybe they don't really value that position. Uh, the the wide receivers, you're going to need John Ross. John Ross and Jonah Williams, I think, are the most important pieces on this team uh, because John Ross, if he comes into the forefront, he balls out like a Brashad Perriman with Joe Burrow. You then have A.J. Green. This could be very, very exciting. It's a shame, actually, that you didn't trade A.J. Green for you try to get a first round pick or maybe even a second. But this wide receiver class is so deep, you could look at Jalen Rager. Now let's look to the picks that Cincinnati has, the Cincinnati draft picks. Try to maybe map out a really good um a really good plan for Cincinnati. Uh I want to see list of Cincinnati first round draft picks uh for twenty twenty. That's what I want to see. Cincinnati Bengals draft picks 2020. Okay, so the Bengals even released a mock draft on their own website uh, that that opinionists have made. A lot of people have Joe Burrow. I agree, it's going to be Joe Burrow. I'm excited about it with the injury history to Tua. I've actually kind of turned changed my mind a little bit on Joe Burrow. Now. I don't know what pick this is in round two. So I would like to know exactly the draft picks that they have. All right. So So the Bengals have the first pick of the second round. I believe that there's a really good chance that there's going to be some unbelievable players that are still going to be left like a Patrick Queen would be very appealing. Um, I think that the Bengals here need to go maybe offensive line, like maybe a Thomas or somebody really slips. But if a line, if a tackle is slipping that much, that is kind of worrisome. This team could use an Epinesa. So you get Epinesa then with a Sam Hubbard. Um, I don't know about Dunlap, like how good Dunlap is, but you get an Epinesa to add to your pass rush. Uh, Kenneth Murray could slip outside of the first round. He'd be a perfect pick. So now let's see the third round, because I believe that the Bengals also, imagine if they were picking at the top of the third round. Bengals have a, a third-round draft pick as well. So Cincinnati, maybe they're at the top of the third round. If they're at the top of the third round, there, there could be some really, really good value um, at the top of the third round. I think then you got to look at a wide receiver. Uh, Or a really good running back to add to this backfield. Maybe wide receiver or running back. I think the second round should maybe be towards defense. Imagine if you get Zach Bond off the edge. A very good linebacker. You add to Sam Hubbard. Uh, Zach Bond, good linebacker. He would really be solid in this defense. Would be a great, great pick. Uh, for Cincinnati. So I, I think they got to go linebacker pass rusher in round two in terms of the interior of the imagine if they got Cushenberry um, from LSU in round three, a center that Joe Burrow is very familiar with. So you get his guy, you get a center in round three. Could Justin Jefferson be available in a, a, at the end of round two? Um, even though Bond is very, very appealing if if Justin Jefferson is Joe Burrow's best friend from LSU, you have to consider that. Then Edwards Alaire, Edwards Alaire might make it to the third round. That's another guy that is familiar with Joe Burrow. Edwards Alaire, pairing Edwards Alaire in the role of Gio Bernard as the next running back would really be appealing. However, when you actually look at this running back class. They did select two running backs last year, Travion Williams and Rodney Anderson. So I didn't get that deep into the depth chart, but Travion Williams is a burner from A&M. Rodney Anderson is a guy at Oklahoma that was dominant, a guy that got hurt towards, I think, his junior year. These are good, good backs to have in your backfield. Um, so, so scratch the running backs. I think that then a Justin Jefferson in round two might be very appealing or a Zach Bond. You need a linebacker off the edge that can also rush. So maybe a Kenneth Murray, Um, I, I think a Patrick Queen linebacker or a wide receiver is going to be a very popular choice for the Cincinnati Bengals in round number two. Round number three, then I'd look to go with Cushenberry, the center, so then you could bump Billy out to uh, the left guard position. You get a really good center. Um, And I'm just curious here. I'm curious to see what kind of needs the Cincinnati Bengals have, Uh, like what the experts are saying, because I kind of came to my conclusions that it's on the offensive line, Um, it's a little bit in the wide receiver room. It's the linebackers. So Cincinnati Bengals draft needs. Okay. And we know that cornerbacks isn't going to be, uh, the draft needs, but it says, um, biggest offseason needs that they they want an offensive tackle next to Jonah Williams because Bobby Hart isn't that good. So that is a pressing need to to protect Joe Burrow, but I'm not sure in round two you're going to get a great offensive tackle. Uh, I listed edge rusher, listed linebacker in the interior line. Um, So yeah, with a team like this, when you're like Cincinnati, you have a lot of holes to fill, but I believe Joe Burrow as a rookie could be good. Um, you had to add some pop to that defense. That defense is still really going to get hurt. Uh, th- this Bengals defense was very, very inconsistent last year with Lou. So this is year two of Lou and Arumu, and um, it's kind of a risk for Zach Taylor to actually be keeping Lou on staff there. But um, that's kind of my in-depth kind of breakdown. I kind of see a six or a seven-win team. Uh, I like the DJ Reader signing. I like the Alexander signing. So the defensive line getting bulked up. The interior of the line uh, with Billy Price, who's been injured, Jonah Williams been injured, Bobby Hart, Zayo Fooley, and Trey Hopkins, they really need to fix that offensive line for Joe Burrow. John Ross and Jonah Williams are big boomer bust type guys, both first rounders that are going to need to produce. Also, the running backs, Travion Williams, hopefully he can emerge because he has a very high upside out of A&M, very fast, very explosive back. I think you can really utilize him in the passing game and Zach Taylor should look to do that. Um, Looking here at A.J. Green, I think that the Bengals, um, again, they have a lot of positions to fill. This is a great wide receiver draft, so it's looking like in the second round, they're going to take a great wide receiver, and then maybe in round three, you can get Cush and Barry uh, there to help out uh, Joe Burrow. It's either going to be a left tackle, it's either going to be a right tackle, or it's going to be a wide receiver in round two. Um or maybe it'll be a pass rusher, but I'd rank it probably wide receiver, uh, tackle, wide receiver, or a uh, or or a rush guy. Uh, but this is all a Cincinnati Bengal podcast, um, and I think that if you look at them in this kind of AFC North, you have the Ravens. I don't believe that the Ravens have a lot of cap space whatsoever. Um, you have the Ravens. The, sit, the Cleveland Browns, they do have a ton of cap space. They have a talented roster. But again, uh, they did sign Conklin. I'm not sure uh, how Cleveland is going the draft. Maybe Cleveland will then get a really good tackle again for Baker Mayfield. They can really start running the football. That's what I would do. They also got Austin Hooper to help out Baker in the passing game. A lot of play action with Kevin Stefanski. team should be better. Uh, But I I look at that Browns defense, and I'm not sure that Browns defense is very good. Then then you also are going to have – and you also have a new coaching staff – then you have the Pittsburgh Steelers who have an elite defense. And with Big Ben, if he's healthy, they should actually be the favorite in this uh, in this AFC North. I, I look at Big Ben. And then I look at Lamar. Had an MVP-type year. I expect her to kind of be a slump for Lamar Jackson. It's so hard to re-up that end of the burden. Of course, Lamar Jackson could maybe have another really great season. But again, more tape on Lamar Jackson. Uh, and there will be more previews. So I see the Bengals possibly splitting with the, um, possibly splitting with the Browns. Maybe winning a game at home. Uh, maybe playing the Steelers and maybe playing the Steelers pretty tight. Um, but losing both of those games, I'm going to do another schedule episode with Jet Central tomorrow, but today was kind of an introductory piece on the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm also going to be releasing a YouTube and a Periscope stream all talking everything Bengals football. So uh, maybe even dive into a little bit more research on the Cincinnati Bengals. Last thing that I want to talk about on Rover Sports, the podcast, every day at the end of this podcast, I review four running backs. I review four backs and I'm going to review a couple of backs right now. So the first back that I reviewed, and I'm going to pull up my my document and I'm going to give you guys the strengths of these players because these guys are only 18 years old. So I'm not going to rip them apart. Um, I'm going to give fair and honest objections, but of course I'm rooting for all these guys to do well. They are younger guys. Um, I did the quarterbacks a little bit earlier, but I looked at Bashan Robinson, Bashan Robinson's a five-star running back. He's going to Texas, very well-spoken kid, really sharp kid. Guy six feet tall, he's smooth, he glides. Reminds me of Arian Foster, the way that he can make cuts and he can glide, can catch the ball out of the backfield. He has a purpose for where he is going. He doesn't freelance that much. He reminds me too of Jonathan Taylor, like a guy that's gonna get tackled, but is going to then always be the guy like he'll he'll get tackled, but he'll fall forward for a couple of yards. So just a smooth, smooth running back. A little bit of Deuce McAllister. If you guys remember Deuce McAllister on the New Orleans Saints, this guy, Bashan Robinson. Bashan Robinson is the number one running back in the 24-7 class for 2020. And I project this guy to be maybe a round two or three guy, kind of like a DeAndre Swift that we look at right now. I think that this guy is a big-time player. He's going to be very productive at Texas. You look at the running backs that have come out of Texas, and uh, there was a great one that played with Vince Young. I'll tell you who it was. I think it was Lendale White. But the roster, you had Chris Obanaya, Chris Obanaya, on uh, on the running back list. You had Jamal Charles as a freshman. So Jamal Charles, a very good running back, um, on that team. And I'm sure we could talk to my good friend Davey Longhorns. Uh, who's been watching Texas football for a very long time. Zachary Evans, the next back to look at. Now he did. This is common news. This, isn't, this is not This common news uh, that's out there. He did get suspended by his coach, uh, maybe for cell phone use. Um, we don't know why he got suspended. Um, that's not really going to be announced, but he got suspended four games last year, missed the state championship game, and UGA didn't really want to take Zachary Evans. Guy out of Houston, Texas. 200 pounds, 5'11 back. Now, this back on the field, he is an exciting back to watch. He's more of a freelance back, though. He will improvise. Uh, he has more speed, actually has a lot of pop, and has more speed than B- beyond Bishon Robinson. But again, will he be organized? Will he be in a good offensive system? Zach Evans in Dan Mullen system. I mean, you already have P. Ryan there. That's kind of a comparison for this guy. Um, a little bit of Trent Richardson, uh, you know, at college. So uh, again, uh, I like him, um, but I would probably have Robinson ranked like maybe higher on the list so far. Demarcus Bowman's my favorite back in the class by far. I mean, this guy has Camara written all over him. You won't find a running back go faster uh, along each sideline. Guy can, a guy's a home run hitter, a, like a Jamal Charles actually, and. Um, I said he was like Camara, athletic freak, so fast. Demarcus Bowman, also low center of gravity uh, at five, at nine, 190 pounds, could catch balls out of the backfield, kind of like a Christian McCaffrey. This guy's going to be a star. I think he's a round one player in the NFL draft, maybe a top 10 pick. That's how good he is. And then Tank Bigsby, um, another guy who's a five-star guy, and – uh Again, is he going to be like a Booby Whitlow? He's not as explosive as Evans, or um, he's not as explosive as Evans or Robinson. But so far, out of this list with the concerns about the suspensions, Evans might be last just because of concerns uh, off the field. But I would rank these guys right now. I would have Bowman number one on this list because Bowman's just an exceptional running back. I would then have Bigsby three, Bashan Robinson number two. Uh, Bigsby again. Uh, I I think that he is savvy. He he is pretty smart when he runs the football, and he's a guy that's harder to bring down. But he doesn't have the explosiveness of Robinson and Evans, and that's why he is ranked third on the list. And if Evans goes in the right situation, Evans is going to be a big time player. But that's kind of the list, guys. Bowman, Demarcus Bowman is really the name to watch out of the four running backs every single time on this podcast. Um, I'm going to be giving you guys uh, the scoop. I'm going to be giving you guys my rankings in terms of these running backs. I'm probably going to do maybe about 50 running backs, 50 receivers, might even go down 1 to 50 um, based on this list. So, yeah, that's a little bit of college football news. Bigsby is going to Auburn. Bowman going to Clemson with Dabo Swinney gets NTN to show you the way. Uh, CJ Spiller was also there, so that's another comparison that a lot of Clemson fans want to uh, want to say. CJ Spiller, and obviously, what a wildly successful back in at Clemson, and had a really productive, good pro career. CJ Spiller, electric for the Buffalo Bills. Zachary Evans, very interesting prospect. He's about the same build as Bashan Robinson, only maybe a half inch in height separates the two backs. But Bashan Robinson is a little bit more of a structured back. Zachary Evans will reverse field. Zachary Evans will make truly incredible plays, improvising skill. All right, guys, that is it for the pod today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Cincinnati Bingle Focus Podcast. And I'm going to get this one to about 34 minutes of live radio time. Um, So it was good. And then later tonight, maybe if you go on to my YouTube page, you can expect maybe a live video with a couple of my good buddies hopping on the feed. It should be some fun tonight on Rover Sports. We'll talk sports. We'll talk a little pickup basketball, what everybody's doing during the quarantine and all of that. So, guys, thank you so much. Take care. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.